That it was so awesome. So here we are, live, finally. Live. Here we go. Oh, shit. <laughs> it got real. Shit just got real. This sounds familiar at all? Never heard it before in my life. <laughs> but I heard it. I heard some good young talent behind them. Good young, good young upstart in the business. Did you pick this yourself or was it picked for you? Yeah, Paul Heyman did everything for me. I didn't do a goddamn thing. <laughs> I just showed up and imitated Rick Flair and Shawn Michaels. Oh my god. Great for these fans, though. Dude, they were the killer No, I never knew this. I still never heard this all the way through. Ever. This is background, like the last thing. When this is going off in my head, I'm hearing what's the first spot, what's the finish, when am I getting the blade out of my wrist tape to get color. <laughs> That's what's going on in my head, not the lyrics. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, when I'm on my way And welcome to I Hate This Podcast. I am yeah, it's Jay already Miller. gone. It's what already is? going. I it is. I am Jay Miller, and this is your host, Justin Credible. Uh, for you, that, for those of you out there that don't know who he is, he is a former ECW World Heavyweight Champion. This man has seen and done it all in the sport of professional wrestling and outside of it. Um, we got a crazy journey. We're going to be taking you on here every week. But without further ado, let me turn it over to the man that I idolized growing up. Not going to lie. Oh, he, shit. He, he's the reason I shaved <laughs> my head in high school. I'm so sorry, dude. I did, <laughs> I did that because I was receding at 19. Yeah, I was like that. Remember, you ever watch 90210, right? Oh, yeah. Like Beverly Hills 90210. And remember, like, they look like Dylan and McKay and all those guys, like Brandon. They looked like fucking 25. And they were supposed to be like 16, 17. Like, that was me. I was all gassed up. Like, I wanted to get into the business all, you know. And, yeah, dude, I started losing my shit and my hair. Like, so, yeah, I was. And the rib was when WWE gave me my gig. Oh, you have a fucking mask that's going to look like a jock strap, and it's going to show your receipt. It's going to accent your receding hairline. By the way, good rib. Who did yeah. I deal with that mask? Uh, brother, it, it, you know, it, it was so fucking simple. It was literally, um, it was at the time, they were just looking for, A, I was in the right place at the right time. Uh, business was bad for everybody, for WCW. Uh, it was before the Monday Night Wars. Um um, and they were just looking for a new, like everybody was getting older. They were looking for a new, like literally that was their slogan, the new generation. Um, but all kidding aside, like they were looking for new cats, but they were still in the bad era gimmick before what really prompted the attitude era, the EC dub area era. Um, the Monday night wars was um, like the Duke, the dumpster Drosies, the Aldo Montoya's, the, you know, the, the shitty gimmicks. Uh, and I, you know, we could sit here all day and name them, but, uh, you know what I'm saying? It, it was those bad gimmicks. And, uh, that was the genesis 
darkness of like um, the journey. <laughs> and it was yeah. a bad, bad era of wrestling. That's for sure. On, on a funny side note, Duke the Dumpster Drosy has started appearing again on the indie scene. Has he really? Yeah, I just saw him on. Uh, found him on Facebook the other day, actually, and he's he's starting oh. to do indie shows again. He's a good. I uh, you know what? I always liked him. He was a good dude. Honestly, really good dude. And I thought he was a hell of a talent. Like good looking, you know, handsome. Can- I'm you know, I'm not whatever, but handsome man, like, you know, had the good looks and shit, like, genetically, big dude, he could work a little bit, too, but he just never, uh, he never tra- got in, he never got trapped by the business, and which is great for him, it's like, you know, we forget that pro wrestling doesn't define us, and I think the people that are most successful in pro wrestling, like, you know, are the ones that aren't dis- defined by it, like, the st- like Sting, and, uh, I-, I know Steve a little bit, Steve Borden, um, he's not defined by who, you know, he's Steve Borden, the business owner, um, whereas a lot of, like, Just Incredible is just incredible, like, that's all I've got, like, I wasn't as smart as some people um, who have been successful in other parts of their life, so, hence, blah, blah, so, there goes that. Hey, you know what, you can add a new, uh, new, new segment to your resume as podcast host. Uh, now I can for this. You know what? Hey, I, I really this this has been something, you know what, Jay, this is something I've really wanted to do for a very, very long time. And uh, quite honestly, there's um, one other gentleman I work with uh, from ID. He's out of Buffalo. His name is Ryan. Uh, it all goes by the moniker of cable guy. He's one of my students. He's like my young boy. Uh, awesome. Awesome, dude. We've done. We have our own little podcast gimmick that's on YouTube specifically, but uh, you know, but that's it, it's just it's tipping the iceberg. Like this is something completely different, because um, him and I have you know, I, it, it's that teacher student. Uh, we're trying to do our own little gimmick, but this is today. This is not just pro wrestling. This is professional wrestling. Like like my great friend Steve Austin always says it, and I love the way he introduces it. Calls it the world, you know, screw sports entertainment. This is pro wrestling. This is what we do, but not just pro wrestling. It's about music. It's about movies. I'm a Star Wars freak. I am a big comic book nerd. This goes deep. I'm Walking Dead, Mark. Um, you know all the cliche comic book cosplay people. Yes, I'm. The- Joker, by the way, and looking for a Harley Quinn out there. <laughs> now, are you are you one of those people that like you're don't, there? Don't worry, don't worry. That was a that was a shout out that nobody knows about, by the way. Yeah, just had to let you know. Now, are, are you was, one of those? Are you one of those that are like there on opening night for comic book movies? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely, dude. Uh, why wouldn't we? Uh, that's what I miss the most about how we deliver. Um, our media and uh, you know and things are so much better today than they were 20 years ago as far as delivering content um if we had the technology we have today like house of hardcore and many other people with twitch channels and so forth you know ecw was paying a hundred thousand dollars for two shitty cameras and like you know bad editing and in those days just to stay in business where you could do it virtually for the price of on the house today with uh you know your iphone if you really needed to i mean i'm not saying that's ideal but i'm saying people have done it you know if you have a good enough oh. content you know 
So yeah, it's changed the game. Uh, I, I, I think today fans demand so much more. Um, I'm just blessed, dude, to even be around in the conversation. This is like really cool territory. Like I, you know, uh, like the, the the way we're going in the business, the strong style. Like it just even WWE. Like guys always diss WWE. Like oh, Ring of Honor or New Japan. You guys watch Raw lately? Like, and I'm not a big. I'm not. I'm not like. I, I mean, I still get paid by Vince, but not that much, so I can say what I want. Um, they they walk out with bloody mouths every night, and that shit wasn't happening when I was there. It means the guys are working a snug, like AJ Styles. He's not afraid to kick you in the face or hit you hard. Neither is uh, Nakamura, and a lot of them cats, man. Like this is a different breed of animal, and uh, it's very competitive. And so I can't sit here in front like what we did was like so great. Like, yeah, we had our moment. We were punk rock. We were like Nirvana. We blew out in three years. It's like we had everything and burned burned it to the ground, you know? And it's not a Seth Rollins gimmick. I'm talking yeah. like a park gimmick. <laughs> I don't I don't really like Seth Rollins. Um, but that's just me creatively. I can care less. Is it personally or cre- you don't personally oh, like I him? Never, or you don't? I don't. I didn't never met the kid in my life. Okay. Oh, I don't know. I'm from a hole in the wall. I just <laughs> care less. I, I don't give a fuck, dude. If I started giving a fuck about every Tom, Dick, and Harry that was ever on fucking Monday Night Raw, dude, I'd be kissing ass from here to fucking Kathmandu. No, not me. I no. mean, like I said, I have my. I had my my ten seconds of fame, and I'll I'll live by that punk rock sword. Now, is there anyone on Raw or SmackDown right now that just catches your attention? Oh, geez, that's a great question. Um, you know what, man? To be really honest, and to not just be a shit talker, and I don't want us to—I want us to be legitimate. I—I I can't even answer that legitimately, like, because there are so many good uh, men and women. Like, not to front, but not to say, and I'm not—I'm the last thing for politically correct. But no, I—I I really don't know that well. Of who would be, uh, I know there's a lot of great young, I, I think Roman Reigns, let's start it off with the big, he seems to be the hot button topic that nobody wants to talk about, but everybody wants to talk about, everybody loves to shit on him, so guess what, people are watching, God, you know what, he's pretty, I, in my prime, I could challenge, I don't think I could do what he does in my prime, he's pretty fucking talented, and again, I'm not saying I'm talented, I'm saying he's I really think he's a talented guy. But then again, so is John Cena, and everybody shit on Cena for a long time. And they work, these these guys work their asses off. That's where, like, the wrestler in me comes out and says, these motherfuckers putting in time, like, this isn't a joke. This is like, like your kid, like, this, this trumps your kids. This trumps family emergencies. You make the time, yeah, you, it's a beast. It's a whole different beast that people don't understand what the touring lifestyle means. And these guys are doing it night in, night out, and successful. And at a high level. Like Roman Reigns, dude. I watch his matches, false finishes, all that shit. Dude, they're bringing it. So, again, I might not love the way he's booked, but he's an alpha male. He's a good-looking, big Samoan motherfucker who'd rip your heart out in real life anyways. So try to front on him if it was real. <laughs> now, kill you, you know. So yeah, it's, I, I think he's also. I'm a fan of all those guys, dude. Now, now here's another hard hardball question. Hey, oh shit. Nin- 
1998, just incredible, your prime. Who would you like to put, who would you have liked to step in the ring with from the current day back in your prime? Uh, Nakamura. Shinsuke. Oh, my God. He's, he's, dude, I get goosebumps just watching him come to the ring. And um, for very many guys, at least me, as a former performer, whatever you want to call it, um, a lot of times Japanese talent doesn't always translate. Like we've had, I've had to Jerry when he first became to Jerry, like when he came up with the blue trunks before he had the, you know, before he, he was spit in the mist to Jerry. Like I worked with him as a young boy, Masato Tanaka on so many others, uh, Sasuke, the great Sasuke. And I worked with these guys, dude. And, and sometimes they never translated to the big stage. It was a niche, right? Like, a EC dub ring of honor like the the more um more wrestling orientated crowd where now this this guy's mainstream wwe like hulk hogan style rock star gives me goosebumps every time he comes to the ring before he even does one thing he doesn't even have to do anything because uh, i know he could work so he just has to be him and that mystifies me like he'll keep he'll kick your heart out if you you know whatever he wants to do and it's that drama, that beauty that he possesses where he is that charismatic enigma. Like Jeff Hardy, I always said it, and I'll say it again, and this will make headlines too. Dude, with my eyes closed, I worked with the Hardy boys, <laughs> with me and X-Factor, uh, me and Pac, all the time, Sean Waltman. And I would close my eyes, and I knew when they did the kick in the corner, before they did the... When the right one, I think Matt did the step down and Jeff ran off his back into the corner. But when they did the double stomps, like I knew where Jeff was kicking me and I knew where Matt was kicking me because Matt would barely touch you and Jeff was hitting you with the point of his shoe, like just burying you, like kicking your liver in. <laughs> Matt was always the better worker, but Jeff was always that fucking enigma. And that's really what he is, is he's that guy. And, you know, he's that good-looking young, still, at 40, he's still that guy who marvels me. I mean, I, I love, I'm, I'm one of the biggest Jeff Hardy fans. I think he's amazing. So, that, you know, huge mark for the Hardys, both of them, did, but especially uh, Jeff, Jeff Rowe. Did you see recently where uh, Matt Hardy may have to retire? I did. I did see something, but I, I, I didn't hear the whole scoop. Uh, what's the deal, Jay? Uh, his spine is like infusion, infusion with his hip or Oof. something along those lines. It's, it's not good. Um, Ugh, that sucks, dude. No, I, 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 I heard that. I heard something along those lines, but I, you know, you never pay enough attention to it. But uh, it, it's a shame because Matt has so much, man. Uh, as far as like, again, I was putting over Jeff for being the, uh, the star. But, again, to go full circle, Matt was just that good as far as, like, he was brains. Like, he was the Hardy Boys. As much as Jeff might have been the showstopper, he was the brain of the Hardy Boys. And uh, Matt is technically one of the best wrestlers in, in the entire planet. I will, I will say that easily. Uh, Matt Hardy is by far one of the best today. And it's a shame. I did not know that that was going on, dude. Sucks. Yeah, and he kind of just found, like, his defining character, too. 
I know. The broken Matt Hardy thing. I know. I know. I know. And, and it, it's it, it, it's it, it, wrestling, especially, has a way of putting it in and breaking it off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And right. uh, it, it's a shame. I, I, I hope it's not true. I hope uh, I hope that you know that's the least of Matt's worries. But uh, dude, uh, how old am I? Matt's got to be my age, 44, 45. Let me actually check. I'm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, he, he was my. We started the same time. Like yeah. we, Scott Hall used to call uh, Jeff Vanilla Ice because <laughs> when Jeff used to come I, up to do I, TV, he would say "Yo," because he had dude. It was like that. I remember night. the hair, dude. Yeah. It was like he had the lines and shit. That horrible flat top. <laughs> but he was like he was that good-looking young kid, you know. Um, but he was the Razor always said Scott, and I know Scott was already watching what we were doing. So if you're listening, Scott, please chime in. But like Scott always said, I want to work with Vanilla Ice. He didn't even know his name. It's like I want to work with Vanilla Ice because he saw Jeff's talent. Even as a, you know, putting you over guy, um, you couldn't deny it. He was just like rock star material then, and that was when he was just a kid. And yeah. Matt, Matt is forty three. Uh, Jeff is Jeff is forty. Oof. So they're both winning over my old man battle. I'm 44, so yeah, Matt's got a year. Good for you, Matt. Hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And, and it, now when they were, you know, when they came in, because I think it I was they were part of the Italian Stallions group of guys that he brought they in. They were, yeah, absolutely. Um, yep. Yep. And I, I heard plenty of great stories about him, um, but. Did you ever picture like these two guys, you know, at some point are going to be pretty much the top tag team in the business? Um, you know what? Uh, when I first saw them, um, nobody could predict success because it really is. There's so many great guys that you never, you never know, right? If they, uh, I always knew they had that that talent. Yes. Um, did I think to this day they would be where the, no, absolutely not. Even the Dudleys who I'm going to get heat with cause Bubba lives two blocks from my house. Hi Bubba. <laughs> oh yeah. I, that, that feels good at six in the morning, right? When you're in your fucking house slippers and you said, get the gas station while I'm trying to get cigarettes and coffee. That's a good look for me. And of course <laughs> he'll be there. He'll be there on his fucking serious XM show to fucking remind me. <laughs> but anyways, I digress. Um, no, I, I, you never, I never knew that the Hardys would be where they are. But did I see the talent? Fuck yeah, I think we all did, dude. I think there's not one person. Um, and and you know who the best person to ask? And I hope we can have him on this show because I've been on his. So I think he owes me a favor. Is Waltman, Sean? Um, yeah. I've done his his podcast, and I think Sean will come on hopefully. Um, and hopefully we'll have many more guests. But um. Nonetheless, he'll admit that those guys were, were money from day one. Day one. Day one. Easy. Easy. I think uh, when we eventually have Waltman on the show, I'm just going to sit back and let the magic of you two together just carry oh, the show. It, it's, it, yeah. It's, I, yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's all I can say. I, I'm not even going to go anywhere else. That's all I can say. Sure. <laughs> Now, um, yeah. now let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, your first, 
major character was Aldo Montoya. Um, yes. When they pitched that to you, what was your original thoughts on it? And was there anything? Uh, did they think like, oh, this character is going to be over? You're going to. Oh you know. yeah. Oh well. Here's the whole deal. Um, and I'll try to do this as quickly as I can. Um, the only reason I got hired, first of all, was because um, do you remember the fake Undertaker? Yes. Okay. Well, I was uh, back then. There was no performance centers. Um, it was just literally Stamford, Connecticut, uh, exit nine off of ninety-five. You all Northeast people know what that is. Um, I was. I lived forty-five minutes from the actual WWE headquarter office. And there was no performance center. They literally had like they set up a ring for Mark, Mark Undertaker, and Brian Lee to practice the Faker Taker gimmick in '94. I was just a, a jobber at the time, so I was local. I was that close to the office because I, you know, born and raised in Waterbury, Connecticut. So it was just a matter of I was in the right place at the right time. I was halfway decent, um, but I also got the, the the privilege of working with Mark that close for a week straight where we saw each other for 10 hours a day and Vince McMahon and Pat Patterson as well at the time. So I'm seeing these people for, you know, 40, 50 hours in that one week. And then we're, we're rehearsing this huge angle and I'm, and I'm the, the guy putting Brian Lee over on raw. So Vince wants to see Brian Lee and Mark does as well in the undertaker mannerisms, the costume, the whole, they had the makeup girls there doing the deal, you know, just they, Vince wanted to see it in his mind's eye. Like what, what's this shit going to look like on TV? Right. You know, and it was on live raw at the time, which was, you know, raw wasn't what it is today, but it was still, and it was, you know, but that's what got me in the door. It got me, you know, Vince knew me by name. He knew, Hey, he's a, he was trained by the hearts. He's a hell of a talent, this kid. So, you know, just got me more work and, uh, you know, Mark liked me and the boys liked me, you know, they're like, Oh, Peach could work. Like, I want to work. If anybody's going to put anybody over, I want to work with PJ. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And, uh, it just, it started very organically into Aldo and Aldo wasn't even about me. It was about, um, they were looking to expand the market in, uh, in America because, if you remember around 92, 93 business was really dropping off and uh, Vince's steroid uh, trial was going on. And like, it was really about the foreign markets and I am, and still, you know, whatever I'm Portuguese, I speak Portuguese, fluent in Portuguese, like all my, you know, that's, it's, it's really who I am. People always think it's a work, but they were trying to capitalize on that for Brazil, South America, Portugal, Europe, blah, blah, like Davy Boy was in the UK. Right. Uh, it was, it was, you know, of course, obviously that's never what happened, but that was the genesis of what it was supposed to be. I wasn't ready. You know, I'd never had a, I had what, 20 matches in my life and I got a contract. Like, you know, <laughs> it's no. awesome, but you know, I wasn't ready to perform at that level, you know? That's just now, true. Now, with that first WWE paycheck, what did you do with that first paycheck? Oh, I bought a Volkswagen Jetta. <laughs> I know, it's so it's so 90s, right? I just said, I, I, I totally identified myself, like 90210, like, <laughs> like, cher like cherry red convertible VW Jetta. 
brand brand new out the shop like I was pimping, dude. Oh, <laughs> you would think, yeah, it didn't work out too good for me. How, how yeah, long did girl, that car the, last? My old man had it fucking five years ago. Oh, to wow. this day, dude, Volkswagens go. I'm just saying, I thought I was like, like the cat's meow. And I was like, now I look back, I'm like, what a tool. You know, but I was just trying to get, you know, I'm 20 something years old. I just want to like, you know, maybe girls will like me. Oh, please. You know, right. Like chicks will dig me now. Right. I got a VW Jetta <laughs> making a hundred K a year. Oh, it's, it, you know, you think you got it figured out wrong, but Hey, you live and learn. Did you, did you ever drive with the top down and the auto Montoya mask on? No, but I did drive to a night. No, listen, this is even better. This is a shoot story. See, dude, I see. I knew you were going to be there for the fucking the right one, the right hooks. Um, for for a shoot, I was driving into an in your house where I was supposed to make a run in when the night Savio Vega was introduced into the WWE or F or whatever. Um, I was the false hope. Like Razor was getting beat up by Double J and Brian uh, Road Dog. And I was the false hope. I came in and, you know, tried to clean house, but they fucking douched me, like threw me over the top right away, started beating back on Razor, and then Savio came out of the crowd. That was how he was introduced. But the, hence the Volkswagen Jetta, I drove from Connecticut so proudly in that car. And who pulls up to the building? Because I always believed in being there first. But so did v- VKM. And Vince was there with his boys. The agents roll up. PJ, I see your car. So you're doing well. <laughs> Good job. Good job, pal. <laughs> like, and I'm like, like, I felt cool, but I'm also like, that sideways shot somewhere at the VW? Like, are we? He's like such an alpha male. Like, he will fucking fight you in two seconds. Like, at this age, he would kill me. He would beat my ass. Like, he's a fucking nut bar. And I don't even know him that well, but I know he's fucking legit batshit crazy. I just want to say, I, I just learned something new. You actually do a pretty good Vince McMahon impersonation. You want to hear the pitch? Yes, I, I want to okay. hear it. Okay, okay. Okay, this is after I was doing the jobs. And, you know, uh, again, the boys liked me for being a good worker, putting them over. You know, my job was to make them look good, right? Okay. Well, I'm at, we were at the Lowell Memorial Auditorium, at, uh, and back then we were taping Raw live, live one week and then taped the next week. I don't know if you remember that shit, whatever. Oh, yeah. It was like live to tape, whatever. So it was one of those live to tape things, and Vince caught me on the tape segment. Like, you know, we'd already did live, it's like 10 o'clock, and he was, gonna offer, he was giving me the pitch, like, you're, you know, you're getting hired. And, and he takes me, I dude, you got to understand Vince is jacked, like physically, like he will kill you. Like he's a big dude. He's a big, gnarly weightlifted. Like he really is that dude. He's batshit and big too. And he took me outside right on this balcony of the war memorial in Lowell. And he's like, PJ, you see that flag? And I was like, yes, sir. You know, I'm, I'm 20. Yes, sir. Well, that flag represents America, the land of opportunity. PJ, we here in the World Wrestling Federation, we giving you an opportunity. Do you want that opportunity, young man? 
And I'm like, yeah, like, like from fucking Ted, like Teddy Bear, like Seth MacFarlane, like Johnny, I'm frightened. Ted, <laughs> like Johnny, I'm frightened. Like there's this fucking steroided up fucking killer mafia dude, like giving me the speech. Like, are you, is he going to off me and throw me off the balcony? I don't know. Anything going to happen? Offered me a deal. And here we are. And, but he was like the most intimidating human being on earth. And to this day, like, that's why I never succeeded when I came back from ECW, even though I had the swag and the experience. Anytime I went in front of Vince, it's still fucking Vince. I was still always went back and resorted to being that 18, 19 year old boy on that ledge at the war memorial. You know, and you actually, you just reminded me of something when you talked about the Rawls taping. I just yeah. remembered the first time I ever actually met you. Um, it was Can, Ohio at the Can Civic Center. They were taping yep. Raw yeah. there. And they were taping like a month's worth of Raw that night. Yes, it, was sir. Night, it was the night after SummerSlam. And my dad was part of the local crew they hired to set everything up. Um, back then, you know, they used independent yeah. contractors or whatever. And course, so I got sure. I got to go. I got to go backstage that night. Like I spent the whole day there. I saw pictures, me with Vince, me with Gorilla Monsoon, um, oh. from that night. And I actually, I actually got your autograph that night because my dad introduced me to you. He's like, you know who this is, and I'm used to the the yellow mask, so I really didn't know who you were. Right, you know, I'm right, like, right. I'm like right. seven or eight at the time. He's right, like, oh, right. that's Aldo Montoya. I'm like, oh, sweet. Have your autograph. You signed it and all that. I just remembered that. I forgot all about that's, that. See, isn't that's the beauty of what we do. Right. You never know what we're going to – you never know. You never know what the fuck's coming out of our mouths, dude. No, but that's awesome. That's, that's amazing. Seriously, but where else than pro wrestling does that shit happen, dude? You know, where you can have that history and you tell me about your dad working, you know, the local crew – and, you know, meeting somebody, you know, two ships passing in the night, you know, like I always tell the story. My wife gets pissed at me because uh, I'll say this very carefully. I'm friends with uh, Tolinda Bennington, Chester Bennington's widow um, from Lincoln Park. I, again, like you said, like I, I was an acquaintance of Chester because I met him a couple times, you know, a couple times in passing, you know, as, as a fan and they were fans of ours, whatever. But um, after he passed um, and his story being so close to mine, I really embraced his widow as a family, him and his, you know, his whole family. Um, and we have a nice relationship. But, like, it, it just shows you that you never know in this business who. That's why I treat everyone. To this day, I go to an indie show in front of 100 fans or whatever, the locker rooms. I shake every Tom, Dick, and Harry's hand. Hey, brother, how are you? My name is, like, I know you know who my fucking name is. It's not the point. I'm being, hey, we're all brothers. We're all doing this together. And someday you may be a fucking big star. Not, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't want to treat anybody differently. Like, not on being a big star. I'm not trying to hang you up on that one. But meaning we all are, we all come together in this crazy business called wrestling. You know? Yeah. That's what's beautiful. Through a podcast, you and I, 20 years later, doing a podcast. Who, who would have ever thought? Right? You know, and even myself. Like, you know, but that's, that's also what's awesome about what we do. 
You know, didn't even know what a podcast was back then. <laughs> didn't, yeah, I I still argue that it's probably better that we didn't. <laughs> but that's that's a whole different soapbox. Um, I still I, I I still love I still love buying CDs. Like you, I don't know how old are you? I mean, be, I, I'm 44. If you don't I, feel comfortable, but how old I'm are you? 31. Okay, so Jesus Christ, you're still a kid. Okay, <laughs> dude, back in the day when I was coming up, Tuesdays, literally Tuesdays, were the days that the major album records, remember records, <laughs> CDs, tapes, and cassettes, they were released on Tuesdays. I like remember for that. Like, like FYE or, you know, Sam Goody or whatever the fucking local retailer for music was. And, uh, dude, but, you know, you would wait till fucking Tuesday. And, you, dude, I remember when Guns N' Roses, Use Your Illusion 1 and 2 came out. And it was from the Terminator soundtrack. And I'm talking 92. I was a kid straight out of high school. I was 17. But I remember where I was that day that album came out. And kids don't have that. My kids, my daughter is a musician. She's she's brilliant. My son's going off to, like, Ivy League college uh, in two weeks. They're brilliant kids. They have no fucking clue what I'm talking about when I say these things. They're like, okay, Dad, you mean you actually were a sucker and went to the store on Tuesdays and bought music? Really? Like, you know, I again, it's it's what you know, it's what it is. But I again, this is where I love wrestling, and this is where my fandom came in with comics and shit. Like we never, we were starting to talk about it. I loved opening the package and seeing the lyrics of whatever, like I wanted to know what that artist was saying or what this person was trying to communicate through his art. Cause that was always me, even though I didn't necessarily express it properly. Um, sometimes um, that was what I, I wanted to be able to like express my art, myself through my art and like kids just don't get it. And nowadays everything is disposable, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, Hey, we go on YouTube. You, you like a song? cool view it eh okay it's forgotten it's disposable but back then you had to pay for the fucking album which was probably 10 songs you didn't like but you bought the couple that did you know <laughs> and it's just it's a whole new world and it's a whole new world and we're just fucking living in it but oh god i'm getting my twitter feed right now and somebody's already talking no nothing with po- oh i'm not doing politics and no, this is a Waterbury guy. He's a high school guy. No politics. Oh, by the way, guys, if you're listening, uh, I'm taking questions right now at PJ Palaco on Twitter. That's pretty much where I'm at if you're interested. And we'll also be taking calls a little later on in the show. Um, you can actually call in. We're going to be interactive, guys. Uh, 714-816-4746. Uh, we'll be taking calls later on in the show. Um, now, do you still buy CDs? No, 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 no. <laughs> no I don't. I, and it's it, and honestly, it's not because uh, I don't value the music. It's just um, less places to. I mean, where, who the fuck has a? Well, I'm. Oh my God, I'm really showing my age. Well, I'm showing my wealth or lack thereof. I still have an older car that has a CD player in it, so. <laughs> Hey, it beats out the cassettes. If I was rocking the cassette car, then we're in real trouble. <laughs> but at least I have the CD car. But even that now, it's like, you know, of course, it's all digital. And, you know, it's, uh, it, 
it sucks because even for me, as much of a mark, and, and for my favorite bands, I'll tell you right now, uh, 30 Seconds to Mars. I'm a huge, Jared and I are, are cool. Uh, Jared Leto, 30 Seconds to Mars. I'm a huge fan. Um, he's a fan of our business, him and his brother Shannon. Um, and I'm sure hopefully they'll be friends of the podcast. Um, really, like, they're like uh, they're our generation. Like Jared's a little older than I am, but uh, it's that just you know it's it's about opening that up and seeing the art and the lyrics and like that stuff doesn't exist today. So I can't, but I can't say I indulge in it because at the same time there's really not that much that I care about these days. Like when was the last great album? You know now I know I'm getting really corny, but when was the last great album that we could say? You, you know, like, oh, uh, U2 is one of my favorite. Green Day. When was the last fucking, ama- you know, where was the last amazing Green Day album? And I could tell you which one it was. But, you know, 21st Century Breakdown and American Idiot. Those were albums I bought. Those are probably the last albums. And that was 10 years ago. Yeah. But again, that's the state of music. It's like people don't really, oh, people are already putting our shit over. <laughs> awesome uh, podcast so far. I'm gonna retweet that one. Sweet. Nice. Thanks, man. Actually, and did you see uh, Best Buy actually stopped selling CDs finally? Why? I hate there's life. There's no dude. market. <laughs> I know no there's one. no market, dude. <laughs> you, here's my gimmick for the fucking the 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 the, uh, the the dreaded documentary that almost killed me. That will we're definitely gonna. I'm gonna bury the fuck out of the documentary makers. But uh, no, the documentary that pretty much almost killed me, um, they are, we're literally in negotiations for the Blu-ray version when it comes out finally. And we do have a letter of intent from Netflix uh, through Green Apple Productions. So you guys can look it up. It's all legit. We have two days of shooting, but uh, nobody buys the hard copy, right? So how do you monetize it? Oh, they're going to put a six-inch vinyl figure of Just Incredible for the first thought, you know what I mean? Like there's a way to get a thousand people to buy a Blu-ray is like, Oh, they're wrestling fans. They'll buy something. If there's a doll attached to it that you can only get through buying the, the disc that nobody wants to watch. Cause they'll stream it if they want, you know, but right. that's where we are realistically. Right. Seriously. So you have right. to always have that backup gimmick. It's like, how am I going to get you to buy my hard copy? And I, again, I've talked to musicians where, they get pennies on the dollar, like they're for the stream. Like every time something is streamed for a musician and they write the music, not even saying they play it. It's like, they get like a cent. Like, so every time like a popular song is played, they get a penny. Like hopefully they play it a lot. So you get a lot of pennies, (laughs) but nonetheless, like you're really not making a lot of money. And uh, that's been the reality for wrestling. Like my royalty checks, I still get paid from WWE for everybody that wants to know or cares. Um, it used to be a lot. Now it's very little because it was all DVDs, Blu-rays, and, oh, dare I say VHS. <laughs> and I don't even I don't even have a VHS player anymore, much less I probably guarantee you half our listeners don't even know what that is. Um, but uh, you know what I'm saying? But that's where, like, our money used to be made. And it's just not that source of revenue is all now under the WWE network, right? And guess what? The boys don't get a dime from that. And that's crazy. Wow, that, but, that's... but also, how can you monetize? 
how many hundreds of wrestlers, right? Right. You know, it's like I'm in I'm in I'm in a hundred something episodes of ECW. I mean, invented the last two years of I think every pay per view they had. If you really look at it seriously, and I challenge anybody that's listening because I've done the math, so I, I know what I'm saying is real. Go and look at the last two years of ECW. Whether it's my fault or not, I headlined. <laughs> Just incredible wisdom. I mean, whether I, you know what, you could say I took it out of business. No, I didn't, but I was up. I was the headliner, and that's real, you know. But again, it's just a different time, dude. It's not about. It was never about just incredible. That's what Paulie did so well. It was never about just incredible or Rob Van Dam or Tommy Dreamer or you know the Sandman. No, it was about EC. Oh fuck, RVD just tweeted me out. Nice. It wasn't about our podcast, but I'll take it. I'll take. We'll just act like it was about the podcast. Shh! Don't talk. Don't talk. Yes, it was. No, but but it's it's old, brother. It's old work. No, but uh, all all kidding aside, like it was, uh, it was it was some really amazing shit that you know. It's just you start to realize it's like it doesn't even matter. Paul made ECW the must see TV. It wasn't about. It could be Raven, it could be Machine Douglas, it could be Joe Blow, Sabu, Van Damme, Credible Dreamer, blah, 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 the Joker, blah, 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 whatever. It didn't matter. It was easy, tough, easy. They didn't chant fucking Tommy Dreamer. Well, maybe a couple, but you know what I mean? Like, it was the right. brand. It was that, what Vince has today, dun, 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 this is extra. That's what you think about. You hear the theme song. You don't think about individuals like Stone Cold and The Rock, who are obviously probably two of the biggest players in the history of the business. And I know I know Steve Steve for a fact was the number one financial draw in the business. And I know that for a fact. And he'll tell you don't worry, he'll tell me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh anyway, it's the truth, man. I mean there was there was you know what? there were paychecks. I made more money when Steve Austin was on top than I did for WrestleMania. Wow. Yeah. I, I did, me and X-Pac did a house show um, where we worked with, fuck, who did we work with? APA or the Jericho, or the Chris's, ben, Benoit and Jericho, they were the tag champs. Me and Pac against the Jericho, the Chris's, uh, Benoit and Jericho. Uh, we were the semi-main event Madison Square Garden. I made 10 grand. I made 2,500 for WrestleMania 17. So I made more wrestling under fucking, you know what I mean? It's like, it's so weird, dude. They just, like, they throw money at you and you don't even know why. It's like, there's 75,000 people there. Well, you were, well, son, you were opening match and you really didn't kind of matter at that time and really, really don't need to suffice you. So you're fucked. <laughs> and, oh, oh, by the way, you're cool. You're getting paid. And you're not cool. You know, it's like, dude, it was so weird. Like, it's the weirdest thing ever. It's like, you can't even monetize and say, like, what's my value? There's no value. You're getting, you do two things. Kurt Henning. Oh, no, not Kurt. Wow. Davey Boy Smith in his British accent. Justin, you'll do two things. Nothing and like it. That was Davey's line. Like, you're going to get shit on and you're going to do nothing about it. Like, you got two choices nothing in like it dude and just take it and that's pretty much our whole attitude was okay thank you Davey 
take nothing like it. Anywho, you know this will crazy. resonate with people, by the way. This will resonate with the boys. <laughs> oh, it um, will. And, you know, you're talking about, uh, you know, CDs being dead. You know what isn't dead? T-shirts. And oh, I know. You have some awesome T-shirts out there. And yeah, yeah. people can go check them out at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Just Incredible. I mean, you got some awesome designs here, man. Uh, dude, I'm so I'm so blessed. And and again, a lot of them are uh, quite a uh, quite a few are retro, old school EC dub imitations. Um, some of them are not. Uh, I'm doing yes. I'm doing the ripoff Bullet Club, like every Tom Dick and Harry is. I got you know, but it, brother, it sells. You know, uh, I'm doing the Just Incredible, and I'm not perfect by any means, but I'm. I'm doing my, the whole gimmick of the movie is like recovery, like, you know, and that's my journey. I'm not saying I'm always fucking, no, that's another story, but that's my, my life is I'm trying to stay sober. That's my journey. I'll, I'll um, tell you which one I really like is your Sons of Anarchy inspired one. Oh, you saw, dude, I'm wearing it right now. I'm such a tool and I'm going to post it right now. I'm that fucking dude. I literally wait for pro wrestling tees to give me the mail and that's like like that's my shit for the week, and I am taking it right now, and I will send it and post it right now. I'm gonna I I'm am. gonna have to I'm gonna have to order me one of those because I would rock. That's a badass shirt. Well, I'm such a mark for sons, right? Oh yeah. You know, and that's like that was just, that was just a complete. All I did was uh, just put my name, and then instead of Redwood Original, right? Remember Hard. Redwood Hard. Original, the the yeah. club. Oh yeah, I was you know hardcore original. Like I just did the whole spinoff on the the gimmick. So yeah, I'm just a total. I'm a total mark, dude. I just I just love uh, I love art. I love fucking. I don't know. I'm a fucking mark. I and, enjoy the shit out of this stuff. Oh dude, you you got some fucking incredible. Is that the uh, OG? I hate this town shirt. Yeah. Inspired yeah. the name of this podcast. I know, and you know where I got that originally? Where is that? This is this is how like, but this is how silly like shit is or shit was back in the day. Um, I was in ECW circa ninety seven, ninety eight, and I'm literally going to the town, and everybody's wearing, you know, it's like back then it was like the ECW uniform, jean shorts and an EC F and Dub shirt, balls, axle, drink, everybody, Draven, and it was the you know. That was the uniform of ECW. <laughs> so it's like my wife, uh, who worked merchandise for ECW for four years, actually, um, uh, we were just traveling, you know, in between towns. So we went to a mall and I went to Hot Topics and literally there was Got Blood, which was, you know, like the vampire, like, you know, Got Milk, Got Blood, like some goth bullshit was going on in that day and age. I don't know. And then I hate this town. Like, of course, every little pre-angst teen, oh, I hate this town. Uh, I'm such a victim. You know, like the, I hate this town. So I just took it into my wrestling kingdom. I'm like, okay, these two became mine. I bought them for 20 bucks a piece. We're good. That's like, now it's mine now. And I do own them now, which is even funnier. <laughs> I have the copyrights on both. Nice. Great story. Yeah, I know. And I totally just work. It was just me being a goof like i like it okay let's do it like but that's how that was what what doesn't exist 
this today, and I'll get into where we're going. Um, like today, wrestling is so generic to where like you're told pretty much, hey, this is what you got to like. And there's so many talented guys, but we really like we would wing this shit. Like I, I, there's so many times where like I would hear Sean and Razor when they were doing the epic IC title uh, ladder match feud. And even when Sean did the Brett fucking, when he beat Brett in L.A., I was in Brett, I was in Sean's car with him the night he won in L.A. Um, and even at the WrestleMania party where we did coke all night, but I digress. Wow, I really said that. Yes, we did. <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, dude, it was just like so, like we were just doing like, you know, we were just trying to change the gimmick, change the world. And I, I didn't change it. I didn't change it. They did but I was around to watch kind of, you know, like I, I, I did my ECW run, but I was around to watch these guys do some amazing shit and listen. And that's where I learned a lot of my craft was Sean and razor talking about, Oh, you know, like we did this spot. It didn't work. Let's try this or blah, blah, blah. You know? And you learn like, wow, like this is like how you do business. And really that's a lot of it was just like, these guys just like, we would learn talking in the car after the match. And it'd be if you and I were to wrestle and you're, you and I are traveling together too, we got three hours to go on the ride. Uh, you know, you fucking shot me off and you kind of stiffed me on that punch, dude, and it looked like shit. Let's change that. Nah, nah, Peach, I don't know, man. You kind of fucking sandbagged me on that slam. You could have got up a little higher. Whatever. Like, we could go back and forth on But it got us talking about what can make the product because back then it was like the old school days where you just, it just mattered who won or lost to get over. But it was the era of who's doing the best matches. Like the smaller guys are, you know, this is when Sean Brett really started to come into the Hulks and the warriors and of like, we don't care about size. We care about these guys are really putting on great performances as art, you know, as wrestlers. Um, and that's where the change started to happen. And I think uh, Sean Waltman, one, two, three, kid, and obviously Scott Hall, Sean, all of them huge parts. Bret Hart, obviously huge. Owen, God rest his soul. You know, huge, huge inspirations. You know. And, I, and I'm sure you have so many stories about the Click, and we're well, actually gonna, we are going to do an episode eventually of just stories from the Click. We're going to do a whole episode on the Click. In your time with them here, yeah. oh, uh, you know, eventually. Dude, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I'd love to, yeah, again, Scott Hall owes me a fucking podcast, so if that bitch ain't on this fucking podcast, I'll call his fucking monkey ass out all day long. I'm waiting, <laughs> bitch. Um, <laughs> yes, I'm right here. He, he, yeah. owes me, he owes me a phone call. It's not he. He, does, he knows it's not he. Trust me, he'll kill me if he wanted to. <laughs> I love him. Believe me. It's all love. Did you did you see um, him, Hogan, and Nash are teasing an NWO return? I did not know. Oh, oh no. no. Uh, Hogan said October twenty seventh, something big oh, gonna happen. The, no, it's at that. If uh, I'm at the same gimmick in uh, Indiana, Indiana. Oh, I'm gonna be there. Yeah, I'm there too. Yeah, it, there's there's uh, they're teasing they're teasing. All right, I'm not gonna. Oh, who am I? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get heat. I'm gonna get heat. I'm gonna get heat. I know, right? I totally did. Oh <laughs> my God! Somebody just put out. Oh God! Uh, Jack Stevens 
uh, who is a good friend of mine, and I hope he's listening to this podcast, who I know he hates me because of he's my sober buddy, and I kind of like, you know, I really kind of like worked him really hard recently, like, you know, like very needy sober friend. If you're my sober friend, it's very needy. So, but anyways, he just posted this awesome fucking clip of EC dub and I'm going to retweet it. So anybody check out Jack Stevens, by the way, he's my young boy student. Anyways, digress, go on, but let's, Um, let's, let's move. Now we also have something awesome set up. Uh, We mentioned your pro wrestling T store. We actually have a Patreon set up as well for the show. Um, And I mean, we got some really neat stuff going on for this. I mean, we have different levels. Uh, we have a level, or that's incredible level, where you're going to get an exclusive T-shirt you can't get anywhere else every single month. You're going to get a new design T-shirt that you won't be able to get anywhere else. Um, and that's over at patreon.com slash CrediblePod. I mean, we're going to have a whole website for CrediblePod set up uh, to where you can check out the T-shirt store, the Patreon, uh, you can see our Twitter feed. Um, we got a lot coming up for this podcast. I mean, this is week one. We have so much stuff. We're coming just up. we're just starting, brother. We got so much. I mean, we got so much, and that's awesome. That's why I'm really I, I am so grateful, honestly, to you, brother Jay, and in everything you've done for for me in this podcast. Uh, you've done all the work. I just basically had to show up. And uh, you've been amazing, and I, I'm grateful and humbled that uh, you, you did such amazing work, and thank you. Uh, again, I just want to give you the nod, tip of the cap. Uh, you deserve it, man. Thank you, I sir. You. Oh, please, I'm, I appreciate I'm, you, brother. I'm just as humble as you are. Like I said, man, like, I shaved my head in high school because it's just incredible. When you I'm so me. sorry, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like the biggest tool ever. Like, I'm so sorry. Oh, no. Dude, I, I, I wore the cutoff jeans in high school because Just Incredible was doing it, the jean shorts. Uh, I'm, ju- so I'm just bad. glad I'm just glad Blue Meanie wasn't my favorite wrestler. Oh, I don't my think- God. I got – oh, yeah, that would have been hot, though. You and the, you and the gimmick or the cutoff? <laughs> the Are you kidding dude, Oh, come on. That's hot, dude. Yo, I, I, I can't, I can't do it. You can't do it. I got a funny one though. I wish, oh God, I, I wish I, I had the technology, and I'm gonna try to bring this up because I'm only on my Twitter stream, guys, and I'm very slow with technology. So please be patient. But I took this funniest picture, right? I went and saw Billy Corgan, my friend. Yes, I'm gonna name drop him like a bitch and a motherfucker. <laughs> yes, Billy Corgan, you're my friend. Hi, uh, Billy. Follow the podcast, by the way, bitch. Yes, I saw them. I saw them in Mohegan Sun, by the way, and three hours and a half. They um, they brought it, dude. And, and I'm not kidding. Like nobody's business. He, and he literally came out to us afterwards, my wife and I, and my friend Scott from uh, Crossing Rubicon, who I hope is listening, who's a, a dear friend of mine. And we're doing uh, business together with the documentary and the music video, uh, who's ridiculous, awesome band him and his wife Jeannie um anyways like Billy came out and he's like literally still in his face paint almost like a Jeff Hardy-esque like still in like the goth paint and he had this fucking the coolest hoodie ever and I yes it is that important that I'm talking about it Jay trust me it's that cool there's a picture on my Twitter feed if you want to go somebody wants to fucking stalk me and go look at it 
I literally had to go the next day on Amazon and find out it was like a long, like a hoodie, like Jedi black cloak style, but like long in the arms and long in the back. Like it's a trench coat fucking sweatshirt, black, like totally stupid. Like Peach, you're really going to spend $30 on this? Oh, I did. And I rocked it with my fucking brand new fucking ribbed jeans, spandex style. And I'm fat and I'm fucking 44 midlife crisis rocking this shit and it's dude awesome as fuck i just did that yes i did (laughs) and there's a point i want people to like actually comment like go look at it it's hilarious because i don't take myself seriously and we don't either on this podcast so again just trying to make jokes and i want people in on the humor i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to find this picture oh it's funny as fuck it's hilarious it's there i just don't know how to pull it up i'm gonna find it and retweet it soon as I find it. It's, oh, you'll you love it. Anyways, at least I see Jack's. Uh, I found it. Oh, yeah. I, I oh, you're an it. asshole. You're an asshole. Uh, let me retweet that. Go. So, follow, thank you. Thanks at, for nothing. At, Thanks, credible, yeah. at Credible Pod on Twitter. It's been retweeted. Go see, <coughs> go see Darth Credible. In oh, his, you're an asshole. <laughs> in his, uh, his cloak. Here it's here. It's already here. There it is. Thanks for nothing. There I am. Yep. It's called I'm fucking trying to somehow find myself. All right. I'm brooding. I'm I'm I'm, I'm goth. I'm angst. I teen angst out of a 44 year old man's fat body. <laughs> we we have uh, just sorry. Just, uh, we, just we we we've hit all. We already hit all new lows in the podcast. <laughs> we've hit new lows and we just started. Great. The, the, the new Just Incredible gimmick, he's going emo. Yeah, oh, I've been emo. That's my whole gimmick. I just can't translate it. Like, that's been my whole gimmick, but nobody ever saw it because I can, I never said, hey, I mean, yeah, I'm, oh, I'm so bad. Dude, my, gonna, daughter makes, my daughter makes fun of me. So, hi, Jen. We're, we're, we're going to get you... We're going to get you some hair plugs so you can do the hair over the eye gimmick that emos do. Oh, no, no. We're, no we're going plugs. all... We're going all the way with this. If... It, if some, I will do the memes though. If somebody <laughs> wants to buy me, I, I, and you know what, I'm too fucking proud to ask Billy to fucking comp me the Zero shirt from his fucking world famous Grammy Award winning album, where you know I'm your Zero. You know what I'm saying? You know the fucking T-shirt, right? The one that <laughs> says Zero, right? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, and I've always wanted one. I wanted to wear like an ECW, like, and I could just never get one. And I never wanted, like, to, like I'm not paying you 50 bucks for that fucking shit, dude. So, like, either we're going to barter this motherfucker. I'm a cheap-ass motherfucker, dude. And he never bartered. So, huh, Billy? You didn't win. You did not win, sir. Okay. I'm sorry. I digress. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he someone commented, Jedi credible. I know. I see it. Joey Image. I know. I wrestled Joey. I wrestled Joey Image. He's a fucking, he's actually a fucking hell of a talent, this guy. He's a, if I, if I don't remember, if you remember correctly, he's a Jersey, I know he's a Jersey or New York wrestler, and I know Joey very well, he's got the beard and shit, he's a fucking badass wrestler, dude. So thank you, Joey, cool, sweet. Now, now watch, by, by tomorrow morning you're going to wake up, and that is going to be the most uh, retweeted picture in Twitter history. I hope so. <laughs> Hey, if you monetize it, that would be cool. Hey. You know? 
It's all about the monetization. You know? Oh my God. Eight new, I got, I just got eight new tweets. Yeah, it's all coming in now. <laughs> Dude, I just got somebody with Wayne's World saying excellent, like with a thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting ri- I'm getting ribbed all over now. Yep, here it comes. <laughs> oh, now I got a Billy Corgan Toronto Maple Leaves. <gasps> oh shit, dude! Oh my no. god, did you see this? No, Social not Bank? yet. Uh-uh. Okay, I'll retweet it. Somebody's fucking with us already. <laughs> see, that, that's I'll, the I'll... beautiful thing. We're going live. But look, so we need look, to tweet look it out. This. Toronto Tor- Toronto Maple Leaves Corgan eighteen. <laughs> see what see what's going on right now? I see it. I'm your zero. You're on tour. You're making money, and I am not. It's all good. Fuck. <laughs> oh my god. I've, then, I've cracked. I need a this, cup of coffee. This is the beauty of doing a live podcast. Is you guys get to interact with us. We're seeing what you're saying on Twitter. We're seeing all of this. Oh my so. god, dude! Keep I see talk. what you just did to me, dude. <laughs> dude, I look like the most depressed man on the planet and i said this as a joke look like that like that selfie was this morning like the most depressed <laughs> this is like eh, i need a cigarette and a cup of coffee and eh, oh my god i'm pj and eh. like i'm brood i'm so brooding <laughs> sorry i'm a tool dude i told you i was a tool and that's the humor in me hey, hey man Oh, oh you know what we have to do? No, you know what we have to do? What's that? We must do some kind of fan karaoke where we fucking pick, honestly, oh, I'm dead serious. I don't know how we do it in the scheme of uh, segments, but, like, uh, once, in, once in a blue moon, we do something where, like, our favorite, like, who would be our favorite bands in karaoke and why? Do you know, like, my Bon Jovi is, like, off the charts ridiculous? Just I'm you, just I'm just throwing it out there to you. Do you I'm do just, a lot of karaoke? In? Oh, I oh yeah, really really. Why do you think I got into pro wrestling? Because I you wasn't know. talented enough to be a fucking rock star, dude. <laughs> I was a wrestler because that was the easy ticket. I can't play fucking guitar. I can't sing. So what did I do? I just fucking pretend like you're fighting somebody. <laughs> Worked for me. I I just actually I just actually had a great idea. You're going to be in Indiana in October. I'm going to be in Indiana in October. We may need to get uh, some kind of little karaoke get-together going on. We, oh, that we week. could totally do that, dude. Absolutely. We should. I think we'd be doing a disservice to our fans if we didn't, quite we, frankly. We, we got we to get something scheduled for that weekend where we can interact with the fans. and. Yeah, I maybe, think that would be awesome dude that would be amazing I'm, I'm dead serious i'm deadly serious i think that'd be cool it'd be neat we'd all laugh have a good time you know it'd be something lighthearted. absolutely dude fuck yeah dude i'm down i'm Bring gonna it. work on i'm gonna work on that tomorrow i'm gonna I'm yeah gonna please it'd be so cool oh my god Who, dude have you seen this chick amber nova no okay she's like she was in tna for a cup of coffee um, I'm a fan of hers. She's a Miami chick, but she is, um, like, she's a fitness girl, but she's bad. Like, I, I'm not saying, I'm not saying looks like I'm saying like, yeah, she is a beautiful girl, but like, she's like a badass wrestler. Like, like, I, I don't know why WWE hasn't like jumped on that shit. 
Like, if you haven't checked her out, Amber Nova, check her out. I'm just, and the only reason I said that is because it just popped on my Twitter feed, and it had nothing to do with us. <laughs> but none, nonetheless, it's like, yeah, I just kind of, yeah, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Oh, oh, Jax. Hey, Jax. Hard karaoke. We already got karaoke fans. Oh, I'll do. Hold on. Hold on. Nope. We're going to go deep now. What song? I'll sing. Dude, what song? I'll do some living on a prayer. If you can fucking throw some backbeats, dude. Actually, I would not dare. But I'll pretend. And pretend the mic doesn't work like something out of like WWF in the 90s. Like I go to sing like Double J back in the day and like it doesn't work. You know, they don't. <laughs> I, I, I'm actually I'm looking up the instrumental for it right now. Oh my God! You really? Of course you are. Why wouldn't you? Why, Why wouldn't, wouldn't you I? Be? Of course. That's a, is there a cat? Is there is there really a cat meowing? Is that real? Can you hear my? Can you hear my cat? Dude, is that, that is real? It's, dude, that, it's that is real. It's <laughs> freaking me the fuck out, dude. Hey, I'm thinking like no, I'm no, it's okay. I I thought it was in my house. <laughs> Like, I'm looking around like a fucking jack-off, like, dude, is this in my house? Like, am I really, like, this is happening, right? Yeah. He wanted to make an, today's National Cat Day, so he he wanted to make an appearance hey, on the I, podcast. Hey, I, and, and I'm, dude, I love cats. I've had, I actually had a cat that laughed, at, and I, oh my God, do you remember the days where people used to fucking deliver fucking newspapers with the fucking, like, the gimmick? Like the big duffel bag thing, like no, remember those? You don't no. remember that? Before okay, my time, back, back in the eighties, <laughs> young young men and women when they were in ten and twelve used to get like newspaper deliveries, and we'd have a big satchel where we'd like basically get dropped off. Like there was the morning and afternoon paper. Wow, I'm really ancient. Good for you. Good for you. Now you're learning, Jay. Good. <laughs> but seriously, like you pick up your your stuff after school right you'd make like what 20 bucks a week but the hence the cat is uh, on my paper route after school i picked up a stray that was a snaggletooth cat that was homeless and they obviously you know been through a lot and that was my cat for that poor son bitch fucking lasted for 18 years (laughs) i literally put that thing in my newspaper bag i threw out my newspapers and put the cat in and walked a mile home. Like, and I'm like 12. Like now I see my son, he's 12. And it's like, dad, I don't, I don't drink water from the tap. I need bottled. Okay. Bitch. Do you realize what I went through in my age? Like back in, (laughs) back in my day, kid, I never thought I'd be that guy. I'm that guy. I'm like, so that guy. You're, you're like five years from sitting on the front porch telling people to get off your lawn. I'm Hank Hill. God damn it, Bobby. Are you kidding me? I've been there. I'm actually I'm Dale Gribble. Everything's a conspiracy. It's all a conspiracy. They're all out to get me. Assuming they even sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Cut it off. It's, as, I, I have nowhere to go. I just want to say at least you're not Boomhauer, because that would make this podcast really hard. Oh, do you want to do you want Boomhauer? You want to know who Boomhauer was? And I will Oh man, I'm Jeff Hard, man. You know, goddamn peas. You know, maybe I'm gonna tackle, drop down, man. man. You maybe you know, grab the head, head block, get it again. I'll do the moonsault. All right? Yeah, Jeff. <laughs> come, come again? 
yeah, man, you know, Pete, I'm talking about hand to Christ. Please retweet it a billion times if I'm lying to you. That is the man, and that's how he talks. Who is that? And Jeff Hardy. Oh, North Carolina's North Carolina strong, really. You know, my John Delman, you know, man, you know, do the gimmick man head head you know, tackle drop down uh uh swan song. Kick to the back. Uh, kick, kick kick to the back, dude. All right. Yeah, get it again. All right. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's Jeff Hardy. Uh, classic. I want, dude, I want him to fucking text me. There's so much heat with him because we were so close for so long. And he douched me for being like, I don't know, selling out, I guess. People sell out. Yeah, Damn. that was yeah, that was real uncomfortable. People sell out. Yeah. Are you trying to say Jeff Hardy sold out? I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying that there's a lot of history and a lot of stories. And a lot of McMahon, Hunter, Stephanie things going on that will be monetizing before I talk. That's for sure. <laughs> but I won't be afraid to tease. I don't hey. give a fuck. Anybody, nobody pay my bills. Yeah. I th- yeah, I no, think uh, that's that's even more reason uh, for people to sign up to our Patreon. Exactly. You see where I'm going? See what I'm doing right there? But that's legit. Hey, I'm not lying. But yeah. Oh, when that's you, the, that's, you sign that's up the gimmick Patreon, right there. Right. When you sign up for that, you're going to get an ex- exclusive podcast episode once a month with stuff we can't talk about on air like this. No. So it's definitely worth signing up. And we got, I mean, we got tiers starting as low as $10. Uh, so it's, definitely it's, go it's, check out. It's worth it, man. I mean, I'm all, all kidding aside. I know, you know, just the content alone is ridiculous. So help you, you know, if you're into it, hook yourselves up. I'm not sitting here pimping it, but it's, it's legit. It's the real deal. So oh, hook I'm it up. Pimping it. I, I am pimping it all everywhere, that's why, anywhere. That's why. That's why you're my I'm guy. Sending, dude. I'm, I'm sending that hoe out to the street corner wearing barely nothing. Uh, why do I? Oh my god! I got 20 notifications. I just went out for a cigarette, dude. <laughs> it's uh, holy. How many of you? How many of you smoked this episode? I didn't. I can't do that. Oh my <laughs> god! I'm snaggle. He said snaggle tooth. I don't know who's that, but. Uh, that that is an, I know who said that and I know what they're talking about. That's oh, back in '85. Okay, Rob Johnson. Yes, sir. I... So, no, it's cool. I he was a, I was a paper boy probably in '85 too. So, so I got it. I see you, motherfucker. I see you, <laughs> dude. We got 16 followers in this hour. Oh, dude, we. Not bad. My Twitter's I mean, been my Twitter's been blowing up. I, I've had bad. to keep my phone on silent. Um, what we're gonna do? Uh, how you feel about taking a phone call right now? Oh, it'd be awesome, dude! It's super cool, super cool. Please. All right, and if anyone wants to call in, you can do so at seven one four eight one six four seven four six. Is that uh, your kayfabe uh, number? No, that's that, the number for the podcast. You, you, think I, I'm, I you think I'm going to give away dude, my number? <laughs> I saw. I know that's the number, dude. I'm just, it's transition, goddamn. Oh, geez. You got to warn me about that stuff. I can't. I'm a, I'm a loser. 
Hey. I'm a loser, baby. We're doing, we're doing, you know what we're doing? We're doing, remember, you know how they do carpool karaoke? Right. Like with all the famous bands and like they get the dude. Wait. We, we got to do podcast karaoke. Wait, like wait. on it. That's gold. Podcast I, karaoke. I, I got something. It. I got something for you before we take a caller. Okay. I'm, I'm game. Oh, you, 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 okay, go, just bring it, just, I'm, I'm not afraid, I'm, I'm not afraid, I'm, okay, I'm ready to hear it, okay, <laughs> you don't understand, first of all, so, you don't, you have no idea what's coming, and I'm not saying it's going to be good, I'm just saying it's coming, <laughs> Sing the high parts like he gives it to the crowd like house show ah. like the high parts okay you you just made me nostalgic for the cat meowing yeah <laughs> dude I'm having too much fun I could give two <laughs> shits right now that's the great part that's where this is gold I don't give a, a fuck oh crack, my goodness cracked, cracked battled and torn motherfuckers Let's take and I'm smoking, smoke my twentieth Newport. <laughs> By the way, that cost eleven dollars in Connecticut. So yeah, Patreon, really? pa- Patreon, that motherfucker. I, need, Dude, I, I could smoke. <laughs> <laughs> I I have to pay. They're like seven fifteen where I live. Are you kidding me? Oh, that's no. cheap as fuck. Dude, I'd be buying them double. See now, no. I think that's expensive because I smoke them if you got them, Johnny. Right. Hey, I, I'll tell you what. I, I wrestled in Georgia last October. We I drove from Ohio to Georgia for a show. In North Carolina, they're like five something a pack. That's I was, ridiculous. I was stopping at every gas station and buying like three or four. <sighs> and then, it, dude, and it, it's it's the most disgusting habit because, like, you know, it's 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 horrible, but it's what you do. But eleven dollars, and you think, dude, my wife got pissed as fuck at me. I made uh, I made a couple thousand dollars selling merch, like uh, a ring worn shit, like my barbed wire baseball bat and all that bullshit. Anyways, so I bought a flat screen, like a big 52 inch, you know, 4K flat screen. I'm like, babe, and she got all pissed. I'm like, babe, you don't understand. We're gonna spend it on cigarettes. 
because why not just spend it on something we're going to have for a minute? Oh, yeah, you know, you don't got it like that anymore. I'm like, <laughs> but we spend it on like 20 to 25 bucks a day on cigarettes to get cancer. We're spending 25 bucks a day to get cancer. But the TV's no good. No, still can't see. She can't see the value. I'm like, and then I try to sell it off. That's my Twitch gimmick. That's how I'm going to make. I'm going to make money on this. <laughs> playing video, playing, and I also justified the new Madden 19. Oh yeah, I justified that too for making money. Are you? <laughs> we're we're gonna have to play each other in Madden uh, one of these oh, nights. Oh, you have no idea. Do you have the new one? Uh yeah. Uh no, I. I'm getting it Friday, the new 19. Yeah, I got it. Well, I, I was the mark that paid $75 to get it early. Oh, wow. And it's, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And then they, and they try to work you like, Oh, you get all these free packs and all the free dude. I'm still a 75 in a world, <laughs> in a world of like nineties. And you know what I'm talking about with the, the, the team. Yeah. yeah. I'm still a 75 with all the extra money spent. Like they gave me I, nothing. It's all the work. I mean, I, I guess I can't. I just dropped 125 bucks for that Ric Flair special edition of the new WWE game. Oh, really? That's Dude, pretty I, cool, though. That's I, I'm pretty a, cool. I'm a huge Ric Flair mark, and when they oh, so am I. The extra oh. shit they give you, they give you a, a replica of his Hall of Fame ring. They give you the Funko Pop of him. I, yeah, that's I, awesome. They, that's, I it, yeah, that's worth it though. I would do the same. I would do yeah, the I, same. I was sold at the Hall of Fame rings. I'm like, this is the closest I'm going to get to one. So let me go ahead and go ahead. Dude, you know what? The the only Ric Flair moment I have was it happened in Massachusetts, funny enough. And it was against uh, a Ring of Honor alumni who I don't even know if he's working anymore, but a very talented young man. His name was John Walters. I don't know if you remember John Walters. He was a ROH guy, but probably fucking 10 years ago. But, uh, uh, we did a indie spot show, and Flair was the special guest ref. And you know, we did the whole knockout gimmick, and Flair came out. Obviously, like he just did the three count, but still, like Ric Flair's doing the three count, like, and I'm winning like the Jay Brown Championship of Massachusetts, <laughs> you know, like the fucking whatever. But it's still, I got the Nature Boy in the ring, but I'm, you know, and and I still, I wish somebody could have that picture for me. Because I never saw anything from that. To this day, in the YouTube era, it, it, it exists. It wasn't that long ago, but like I've always wanted that picture of me and Ric Flair, like you know, me with the belt. Of course, I don't care about the belt, but me and just me being there with Nate. Um, to, to piggyback off what you said, like he's the greatest of all time, dude. He's the greatest professional wrestler of all time. I, I just want to read a tweet that just came in. It oh says, boy, be kind. <laughs> It says, I, it says, I approved Miller Cat and Darth Credible in a lightsaber battle. Oh, see, okay, I do the Sith. I got the double gimmick. I got the Darth Maul gimmick. No, I really think it's a fucking rib. I got the, the double blades, the ones with, like, the $200 gimmick, double blades, like the Darth, yeah. So I'm coming to quip, dude. You got two two ways going. I, I, just, I just love how out of this podcast... My fucking cat and your dark emo picture are the two things that are the most over. Oh, that's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. I mean, that's, wait, but that's how, but I, that's how it should be. Right. What, what else should this be? I mean, what, yeah. you know, my I, verbal diarrhea. 
I think I think just incredible singing karaoke. Oh, that was horrible. Top of that fucking list, dude. That was so horrible because you see the whole beauty on that whole thing was understanding the live performance. And I'm such a mark. Like I've watched every John Bon Jovi like live. Like they're in Cincinnati tonight, so I'll YouTube it. Like they, dude, he doesn't even sing half the high parts. He house shows it. And what I mean by house showing is like, and, and they'll throw it to the crowd to do that. Oh, we're, ha-, you know, uh, like he doesn't do shit. He basically, in his low voice, we're living on a prayer. Take my, everybody sing, sing for me, people. <laughs> you, you guys do it. Please, somebody help. Yeah, that was the, like, I didn't get that across. I know I didn't. I tried to I- communicate it. But it wasn't there. I didn't feel it. It didn't happen. I but can't I, wait. I can't wait I thought to see it was you funny. on stage doing that. Oh, we're gonna get that on tape. That's gonna. That's a real thing. That's happening. That's really happening. And right, I well, have a a pack of new ports are gone. Oh jeez. Oh, I'm going. Uh, how long have we got left? Oh, we we're still a, fucking. Oh, no, we, we can go as long as we want. I'm just okay. saying. We've got no time 40 minutes this. left, technically. In the broadcast, we got 40 minutes till it uh, tells us, "Hey, get the hell out of here." Get the fuck out. Let the fans uh, tell us. Let's let's take some callers. Uh, this guy, yeah. this guy's, this guy has been on hold since the very beginning of the episode. Like this guy, I don't know who it, he called in the beginning. Caller, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's your name, caller? Manny from Long Island, New York. Hey, Manny. Manny. Island. What, what up, you got for buddy? us, Manny? All right, PJ. First of all, I'm a huge fan from the early 90s. Even when you were a PJ Walker, I, I even loved the enhancement talent guys. And uh, I've been growing up with you <laughs> Thank since you. those days. Yes. Thank uh, you, brother. I have a couple questions. Anytime, man. I have a couple questions. Um, what is your opinion on the uh, current call at MSG and also... Uh, were you a member of the clique, or were you doing the gimmick with Louis Cole was doing ECW, or were you friends with the guys? What was your deal with the, with the clique and the current call? Um, um, well, uh, the the clique thing I'll go real quick. Um, uh, I don't, you know, I always I throw it back to, and I'll put it on their table. Scott, Kev, uh, Sean Waltman, um, they're guys I I talk to all the time. So I think they can answer that better. Like, I don't like to say for me to say like, cause obviously I wasn't identified as that guy. And there was reasons because I was also Aldo Montoya. I didn't have the political clout to ball and to kind of uh, be brave about where I stood, where those guys could. Uh, I don't know if that makes sense, but they were in a different political. Um, I was, I was a young boy. I traveled in every car with every ride for years. Um, and I, that's nothing that, again, I could say that's going to be challenged from anybody that was in those car rides. Um, but again, I, I hate to say I was part of it. That's to me, that's my, like, that's me saying I'm something I'm not. If you guys all think I was, I was, if I wasn't, I wasn't, that's not for me to decide. Those are my friends. Those are guys that I shared locker rooms and a lot of my professional and personal life and struggles with still do to this day. So again, uh, you know, I, I, I leave it up to, which is dismissive, but not really like I leave it up to them. Like, let them answer it. You know, I don't want to say I'm part of the clique, you know, that's like me saying I'm some cool, 
cool dude that doesn't exist. You know, I'm not cool. I'm just here. You know, like all of us, we're just trying to, you know, do our thing. Oh, of course. And I know what was the uh, other part of the question? You had another you had another awesome part of the question that I did not answer. Yeah, and I'm I not just want, trying, you, I want to what, answer it. Yeah, what Of course. Uh what do you think about the current call and was it good for the business or you think it was hurtful to the business? As far as what? Uh I'm sorry. As far as uh like the way like business is being run today? No, I'm saying um you what they did at the end of the show at the garden. You think? Oh, uh, I don't think it matters anymore, brother. I I, I don't. Um, Look, I I honestly think that the WWE as a business model is so healthy and robust. It doesn't matter what like I you know I mean the purists have to say uh, and 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 good for any again. There's no hate in that. It's just uh, I I think they have a really amazing product that nobody could touch. Um, through television contracts, etc., they have great, also amazing talent, dude. Like, um, I, as much as we all hate Roman Reigns, that dude fucking comes. He, I, I'm not, I don't know him. I never met him, um, but I know he's, he's pretty fucking good. Like, I would want to do business with him if I was, if, if this was my era. Like, I'd want to work with him because whether they hate him or not, you know, you're in the main event. When you're fucking with Roman Reigns, he's right? Definitely got it. So yeah. either way, it's it's the John Cena effect. It's like the John Cena effect, ten years removed, you know. Um, and again, it's just what it is. It's fans. Fans want to be pissed for no reason, you know. And that's cool. It's it's ways of us expressing ourselves. But um, you get a cool card if you're in the cool. Like if you if people perceive you to be cool, they didn't get. the cool card they they earn their way through and that's office you know that's like samoan blood like they're they're pretty legit and uh i know that man paid his dues and he worked real hard so i got nothing but respect and i know mr cena i don't know john as well i've worked with john in the ring but i know john's dad more than john um i know they're humble people and i met john when he was 16 i remember and this is a really quick story that i never really shared and this will be good for the podcast um, in 2006, when I came back for the fake ECW or Vince's ECW, I shouldn't say fake Vince's ECW. Um, I was working with John, uh, doing a, a little gimmick and, uh, in, in, on raw. And I said, John, nice to meet you, sir. Cause I, you know, it's John Cena. It's like his show, right? It's, you know, he's the boss. He's the man. And he goes, and he goes, nice to meet you. He goes, man, I met you when I was 16. You slept on my couch talking like that and i'm like really wow. i said okay like no he just kind of diffused it like no we're all a brother like he showed his he showed very human like he was just like look we're all in the grind like yeah i'm here but he worked hard for you know hey i can't hate on anybody doing it that good that long and including roman and i know we could all say Look, if it's up to me, it's Kenny Omega and the Bucks all day. The Young Bucks, to me, are fucking candy and crack at the same time. Mm-hmm. And they're that good. Oh, yeah. They're that good. And um, I, the Jacksons follow me on Twitter, and I know they're not listening to me, but I'm their biggest supporter. And what they're doing for the business, as far as where they're taking independent wrestling, 
him and them and Cody off the charts and Kenny, all them guys, dude, ridiculous. We're all making money off their back. I got two yeah, fucking so, rip-off shirts yeah, of the yeah, Bullet yeah, Club, dude. Great. I've got them myself, you know, they're, but they're awesome. They're that good. I just want to see it. I just want to see it play out because right now wrestling is very special. We have a lot of great uh, – it used to always be WWE for a long time, and I think now with uh, All In and everything else, NWA, Nick Aldis, dude, we got a lot of good stuff going on. That's all I'm saying, you know. I'm just – me as a fan, I just love – where wrestling is as a fan not for me as a performer it sucks for me but as a fan it's awesome dude you know manny we appreciate you calling in tonight we appreciate you listening um yeah thank you thanks manny that's awesome um i just want to point out right now we are the top trending sports show on blog talk radio right now oh shit we're, we're, we got this. We, we're, doing, uh, we're doing pretty good for ourselves. Johnny, I'm frightened now. <laughs> Johnny, and I'm it, frightened. <laughs> and if anyone wants to call in, you can do so at 714-816-4746. Uh, you can call and talk to us. We've got another caller. Let's get them on here. Caller, you're there. Hello? Maybe. Yep, you there, Hello? caller? Uh, What's your name, caller? Yes. Uh, This is James from uh, Cleveland, Ohio. (laughs) Hey, James. What you got for us? Uh, Justin, I got to know. I'm a big fan of music, and it sounds like so are you. What was going on with the Uncle Cracker theme with X-Factor? Oh, (laughs) yes. uh, No, no. It's uh, it's an awesome story, and I'd love to tell it. Thank you. It's actually really cool that you bring that up, sir. Um, I was, uh, remember little Joey C from Kid Rock? Remember him? He passed away. Um, he was a huge, Joey was the biggest ECW pro wrestling fan. Um, he literally came to the arena in ECW in Detroit where Kid Rock is from. Um, and like, we thought Joey was a legitimate child. Like we didn't know his situation where he was in, you know, full adult. And I got to, I mean, I was at Joey's funeral when he passed. That's how well I got to know him, but I didn't know. And literally he went up to my wife who worked concessions and he was like talking, like swearing around her. And she's like, little boy, you shouldn't be talking like that. And she's like, bitch, you know, I'm 24 motherfucking years old, you know, like, and anyways, he, and then we got introduced through my wife because she thought it was like, holy shit, okay, that's cool. You know, she popped, um, and we popped, and like, and then like, oh, by the way, I rapped for fucking Kid Rock, who at the time, I know it's maybe not cool to the kids, but at the time, Devil Without a Cause was like 10 times platinum, which means in the old days where you sold CDs and tapes, like they sold 10 million of them, like hard copies, and like they're, you know, very few people do that. So anyways, I got to know uh, Matt, which is Uncle Cracker, through the whole Joey Kid Rock Connect. And uh, he was coming out with a solo record. I was coming up uh, after ECW, and I just, you know, I was like, dude, I want, like, I don't want that corny-ass fucking uh, WWE shit, you know? Like, that generic shit they give you. Like, at least if I'm going to do something, I want something 
where people are going to remember us. Like, I, I'm not saying they're going to, where they're supposed to remember X Factor, we were healed. I wanted them to hate it. So think about it, right? I never, you know, that whole Uncle Cracker riff that was meant to like, are you that pretentious, you fucking prick? And put that out there like we're gonna fucking like you're like really and that was the deal it was like we were just trying to you know I'm not saying it worked but we were trying to get heat and that was the reason like we knew fans were gonna shit on it that's the point but I didn't want Vince's dun, 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 you know whatever bullshit they fucking give every generic fucking wrestler at least I had one of my boys I got fucking them paid too I got Kid Rock's people paid and just me, Stephanie, and X-Pac, to this day, we got our platinum plaques because that uh, Uncle Cracker fucking record sold a million copies. I got my platinum plaque still in my fucking wall. Wow. I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, And I gave – Steph got one. Kid got one. X-Pac, kid. Um, we all got our platinum plaques, meaning, you know, hey, it was what it was. You know, it was a moment in time. And, again, I don't know if people got it, but – that's the truth behind the the behind the music. Yeah. Did, <laughs> you know? did, Al, did Albert get a plaque? <laughs> did who? Albert? No, absolutely not. He had nothing. I mean, I love Matt, but he had nothing to do with this, dude. This was me and Sean's fucking whole creation. I I just gotta say, um, Albert really didn't fit in with the group. He was just like. I know, I know, but. Uh, the whole gimmick, the, well, the whole gimmick was we were, um, they wanted to do, you know, like Sean and Diesel, right? Like the concept of the big guy helping the little guys. Like we can't, like we beat the APA, right? Like we beat them like on SmackDown a couple times in Raw and blah, blah. But the point is we only beat them because Matt was there to be the, the heat big dude you know and then we'd fucking you know what i'm you know what i mean like kind of like get the the win because of his help so the the intention was for him to be the muscle um and then you know it didn't work out necessarily like because look it just wasn't it, it didn't click no pun intended it just didn't click you know hello i mean they, they kind of oh, moved you like straight out of that they kind of moved you like did you hear me? No, yeah. Oh, no, I, yeah, I hear you. No, I was just checking to make sure I was still with you. No, yeah, they moved oh, yeah. me straight out of that to, like, ECW job guy. Like, EC, yeah. like what, the WWE like? hardcore Bajin? title. Yeah, it was yeah, the many, worst. How many times it was did the you worst. hold it? How many eight times, times did you hold the, hold the hardcore? Eight? Jeez. Eight, to- eight times, but I never once, I never once even saw the title. And I never once touched it or had it. Like, everybody's like, oh, you got a picture. Dude, it never even, it never left my, there was no, there was nothing. Like, I would, it would be a fucking fake bullshit match where I'd start the match and I'd end the match the same way. So I went home the same way. Never saw a title. Never even, great. dude, it, it sounds great on the resume. Eight-time hardcore champion. Trust me, the one-time ECW World Heavyweight Champion. I have a beautiful picture that I will post for the podcast, and I, I'm sure it's on my Twitter feed too, like somewhere in my pictures. Uh, I did a some we did a promotion, and there was a night of champions, 
three three fans' favorite world champions. And guess who was in that? Me, Harley Race, Terry Funk. Terry with his original, the 1993 ECW title that he somehow stole. I won't tell you that one until we got the Patreon thing going. That's different. <laughs> but Harley had the original NWA title, and I had a replica ECW title because I think Rhino still has the original. He never gave that up because he was the last one. But, you know, that's, it's a beautiful shot. And all it meant to me, it wasn't about, because at the end of the day, shit's not real, right? But I was considered in one moment in time cool enough to be sitting side to side with Harley Race, Terry Funk with the world title that was, you know, in my possession at the time. I know it's a work. That's where we're all marks. And that's where I love the mark in me that keeps me doing this today. That keeps me, you know, up at night, um, not making any money, but loving to talk to the fans and doing this with Jay and rocking this shit and trying to connect with fans because we do love this business. That's what we do. And that's true love. And I'm so proud of that more than ever, like eight time WWE hardcore, nothing. That one ECW title run meant the world to me because that meant Paul Heyman. I was in the cool company. You were the cool kids. If you were an ECW, if you were like a high school kid, like those were the cool kids, right? You were the ECW wearing cool. You were the cool kid. You weren't the WWF guy. You were the cool kids. And I was the champion of the cool kids for a minute. So I'll take it. If that's all I got, hey, man, being real, I'll take it. You know. Thank thank you for calling in, Jimmy. We appreciate you listening. And uh, there we go. Now, a clip uh, circulated a few days ago, being it was the anniversary, I think, of that that powerball or that uh, that's incredible off the top rope to Jerry Lynn. Oh, I know. I, I don't even know why that gets played, dude. How the hell did you talk Jerry Lynn into taking that? Are you kidding me? Jerry, you could ask him personally, and I would, I'll actually have him on the podcast because I have I, Jerry and I still talk. He never came close to touching. A clothesline is more of a bump to him. That was all me and my knees. Oh, wow. his, head came, his head came six inches from the mat. He never came close. That was, and you know what I did? I had skateboard. Remember, oh, of course you do. Skateboard, like like you know how people do the pipes, like half pipes. Right. Like I had those. I had those pads. Like so, if you're hitting concrete, like you know how the kids that skate, like they slide off. Like I had those on. So like that was like Jerry. I got you. Just hold on to my waist, and you're not gonna. T-. And he didn't. He didn't touch. Not even close. And the only thing that saved it to look good was his long hair that deceived the uh, image of impact for the viewer because he came nowhere close to hitting. I was like, one thing you're sworn upon in professional wrestling, and it's one thing I'm proud of, that the Hart brothers taught me, is regardless, you protect your opponent. He's putting your life, his life in your hands. So my job wasn't to take care of me, is to make sure Jerry's not going to get hurt. And, uh, so I don't know. That's if, it. That's it, brother. That's as simple as that. You know, uh, he didn't get hurt. On Tony Schiavone's podcast, they actually did a watch along uh, to that pay per view. 
Are you kidding me? Oh, and people you, actually do that shit. Tony Schiavone marked out for you like nothing. Oh, give me a break! No, oh, dude, he put you over. He put you over like you're marrying his daughter. Really? Like he, oh, dude, I'll have to. I'll have to find the clip. No, I love. I love. I. I. I res- dude, I love Tony Schiavone. Oh my god, I met him. Uh, oh, 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 I don't think he. I don't think he knows who I am, but. Uh, you know what I mean, like. It, well, he might know that, like, at that moment, but I don't know, right. like, we met, and he never put it over. Whatever. Great. Dude, it's Tony Schiavone. God bless you, brother. You know, I'm honored. I'm honored. I'm honored. I, I, was, heavy. I, I was listening to that podcast on my way to work yesterday. See, I got to start listening to my own press, dude. See, I stay away from that. The, like, that's how I get grounded, because as much as you, you can get lost in that shit, I also, you also could hurt somebody really bad if you buy into it. Like if somebody says you suck. So I always stayed completely like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't hear you. Like, I don't hear your noise. Cause if it, whether you're saying good or bad, like if you say something bad, it's going to hurt my feelings. But if you say something good, it's going to pop me. Right. So I feel good. So yeah, I did not know that. And I feel great. So cool. Don't tell me the bad. I I haven't heard. Don't tell me the bad. I haven't heard any bad on any podcast about you. So I'm a pretty good dude. I mean, I'm sure I'm the shit sometimes, but you know, aren't we all? All right, and uh, let's go. We got another caller here. Maybe loads up. Caller, yeah, caller, you're on there. What's your name? My name is Jeff, and I'm calling from uh, Virginia Beach, Virginia, or Northern Virginia, whichever one PJ may be a little bit more oh. familiar with. Uh, either one. Fuck it, dude. Virginia Beach? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Dude, that's like my childhood, dude. For real? Oh, my God. No, no, for real. Like, dead serious for real. Like, that's my childhood. Like, I, that was the spot every summer was Virginia Beach. And we used to stay, oh, I don't know if you're familiar, all the way at the end of the boardwalk, dude. Do you know what I'm yeah. talking about? Like the West End, all the way down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like no, no. Oh my God. Go, like all the roads go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I well, I was a kid. I was just with my family, but yeah, dude. Oh my God, great. Oh, great memories, brother. Oh, good shit, that's dude. All, that, that, that's really wild. I never expected to hear you put over Virginia Beach. Actually, that, that's pretty cool. Because oh, dude, Virginia Beach is the that's the truth. <laughs> that's the truth right there. ECW came there to, uh, out of, of all places, the local amphitheater that we have, the concert. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. I, I and remember. It was a little, little tent show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, you were there. You were. Uh, I remember. They had you guys out there on the stage. It was uh, pretty wild, man. It was a pretty good night. And, um, no, my question for you, I had a couple of them, if you don't mind. If you got time, I know that you only got one. No, please. Time, no, but... no, no, no. No, no, no. Whatever <laughs> you want, brother. Please, it's your podcast, man. Um, Real quick, I will con- I will I will uh, tell you what your co-host was saying. Uh, Tony Schiavone put you over hard on his podcast. I'm mega mega over um, as far as your match went, uh, the ECW match. Um, but uh, did you ever face T.W. Anderson in uh, ECW? Uh, I did. Yeah, I did. Um, okay. Not in a, uh, a not in a big match in a very small uh, little gimmick, but uh, CW. Um, I was. I actually refed one. What was that shit? Um, maybe you could help me out. That they do in the Carolinas around Starcade. What's that gimmick called? Um, Wrestlecade. Yep. Yeah. Wrestlecade. 
I did. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I did a match with, uh, well, it was him and Tom. Uh, I mean, fucking Dreamer. Him and Dreamer. Um, and I was the special guest ref. And uh, and that was the most, that was the most, like, I mean, I did, like, jabroni shit with them in ECW, like, real small stuff. But the most I ever worked with them was at WrestleCade as a ref. But he is, dude, he is, man, the business missed the boat on that motherfucker. He's the real deal, man. Okay, well, Dude, I, I CW. Oh, really? I did security for a little here in uh, Virginia uh, for Vanguard Championship or VCW. And, uh, right on, right we on. Had CW, we had CW and Tommy Dreamer, and I quit uh, literally uh, like two months before that uh, match. And, um, I mean, they, the CW, I, I couldn't say enough about him. I mean, you're right. They missed the boat on him. I think that the... I, I mean, I know that VCW hadn't shut their doors that he was getting ready to get the TV title or at least to run with it. Yeah, he was, he was, he was, he was, he was the next guy. He was the next guy. Well, the whole, the whole thing was, uh, originally it was Van Damme was supposed to beat me. Uh, me and Van Damme were never supposed to touch until eventually Van Damme beat me for the big belt. And CW was supposed to get the TV title from Van Damme. That was the deal between the two of you. I oh, I, I know. Oh, brother, I wish he's he's all. I know, I know, he brother. Dude, he can go. He could still go. He could still go. I mean, I could pretend to go, but he could still really go. <laughs> I fake, I I fake until I make it, dog, all the way around. But he can still go. So much, much respect, you know. Yeah, well, now here's another one I was wondering. Is there anybody, I, I mean, I ain't going to call you a jobber because I know that I ain't trying, I don't like that term for one, but uh, when you started out in WWE, um, was there anybody who you had to do, lay down, do the honors for, that you were just like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I just did that? Like, you knew that they were like, no uh, talent scum. Um, yeah, 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 no, 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 I, I feel you, um, yeah, there's a ton, dude. There's a ton. Um, the first one is Virgil. Hmm. That was that was the yeah. That's just. I mean, I'm sorry. I, that was it was it was a dark match for a house show, but yeah, you're like, you know, especially, dude. My whole yeah, what changed Aldo to ECW just incredible was this. Kevin Scott left, and this is real quick, and this, but it'll benefit the podcast, and it'll benefit the conversation. It all comes around, so nobody get all stressed out. It's going to come forward. Um, but uh, it was all about, you know, I, you know, they left, and, and Aldo was, you know, a fucking jockstrap wearing, you know, jabron. I knew that, and I was get, but I noticed I was getting good, like as a performer. Like I'd, I'd been working with Stone Cold for 30, like, call, like, and you hear, hear part here, me and Stone Cold part two, like the second podcast we ever did. He'll put over the fact of what Justin, of what Aldo did for him as he was learning that. to be. I did hear that. It was about a year ago, wasn't it? We or had, so, a, but, but, but we, yeah, yeah. But what we did was like, we had a real good rapport. Like we were both like, I was learning to work too. So like shit got started to get good where I was feeling it. You know, I was feeling myself as far as a performer. I had confidence in my performance. So I went to Vince because Scott and Kev were also in my ear. They just jumped, right? It's like I know that right. WCW, WC, 
ECW don't want Aldo, the gimmick, but PJ, the performer, maybe repackaged, could do something. So I went into Vince's office with Pat Patterson, Bruce Pritchard. I'll put everybody on blast right now. Challenge me if I'm lying. And I said, I want out. I want to leave. Thank you for your opportunity. I want out. And and I explained wow. to Vince why. And they said, well, PJ, I, I know, you know, I, I understand, but I can't look weak. And I can't let another one of my guys, even though it's insignificant as Aldo, I can't let another one of my performers, regardless if he's fucking the Brooklyn Brawler, go to WCW. Looks bad. Bad look for me. Wow. Kind of what he's saying to me. Right. That's what he's saying to me. Yeah. So he goes, I, I won't let you do that. But you go to Memphis, <laughs> which is the kiss of death, right? You go to Memphis and learn how to work as a heel for 40 bucks a night. So they shut the door. Uh-huh. That's where I wow. got sent because I stood up to Vince. I stood up to Vince. But then Paul Heyman said, Vince, I want him. And, I will. and Vince only allowed me to go through my WWE contract. I never had a contract contract dude wcw had the balls to fucking send me fucking 500 grand i didn't sign it out of respect for ecw i had no paper fucking agreement because i was a mark because i'm the world champion really guess what oh my god oh wow i almost said i almost said a bad word a real bad (laughs) word that i would have regretted wow booker t style Real bad. <laughs> um, but I'm just oh, saying, man. I really could have, I could have done something with my life, and I didn't out of respect for EC Dub and like what we thought we. Again, this is why I hold it so high. We were punk rock. We were Nirvana. We were fucking yeah. uh, the Sex Pistols. I'm sorry, we were. I'm, I'm not saying I was the one, but I was part of a movement that made me creatively happy. And you know what? The money never came. Fuck it, dude. I would have probably wasted it on fucking blow anyways and heroin. Fuck it. It's what it is. It's the truth. That's real, dude. I don't care. Everybody knows my story. I'm in recovery. I don't care. I have nothing to shame. I was going to ask you, how are you doing with your sobriety right now, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, every day, man. One day at a time, dog. I got you. Legit. 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 That's legit. I'm legit. You know? I'm I'm, uh, I'm Sober. I'm sober today. I was sober. Uh, I'm me too. I'm a, a I'm a former opioid heroin addict. Um, but uh, yeah. when I got clean and I and I was on and I'm sure you're familiar with Suboxone. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I still take Suboxone um, daily. Yeah. Um, but I thought you know once I got clean from the drugs and the chemicals, I thought you know it didn't feel too dirty to go grab a beer. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I can understand. Because I'm not, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. fucking. You know what I mean? I'm not meeting somebody in the corner to get my shit. Yeah, I'm just, you know, legally. But yeah. but one but one one becomes twenty, and twenty isn't enough, and then it goes to vodka, and then blah blah blah, and you know, uh, that's why yeah. I, I, you know. But I'm 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 good today. I was good. Yeah, you know, I've been I've been I've had a good patch, and uh, it's it's daily, brother. It's daily. You know, it's a struggle. I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, but you know, I, I know, I did, I know the struggle. I mean, myself, like I said, I was, I'm a recovery patient. So, um, I, did, I was taking up the eight to ten Vicodin at a time, seven fifties, and yeah, I mean, me I was too. Yeah. I was doing it, and you know, brother. And oh my God, I had. 
Oh my God! I have so many good doctors. No, I have no. We're not bringing it on the podcast. We're 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 bringing the value up because I can tell you all the doctor shopping gimmicks I did. Dude, I would literally have a doctor write for some bullshit, and I would literally creatively write over the doctor's gimmick, like before like everything was computerized. I was right, dude. Fuck yeah! I was doing oxycodone fives became oxycotton eighties. Bitch, oxycodone fives. We're oxy 80s, dude. Really? We're doing this? Yeah, we were doing that. But anyways, oh. I, of course, it's funny now, but no war stories. It's, you know, but yeah, it was some shady shit going on, dude. And uh, I think we got time for one more caller. <laughs> Jay's out. Jay's like, okay, cut TJ off. <laughs> uh, no, we got time. I think we got time for one more caller. Caller, are you there? I'm here. Hello? What's your name and where are you from? Hey, my name is Darren Cohen. I'm from Nebraska. Hey, Nebraska. Oh, Nebraska and his house. What, up? what you What you got for us tonight? Hey, this is for uh, for uh, Justin. I was wondering uh, who are the top three hardest guys to work with. Oh. Oh. Um, very easy, actually. Vader, um, the APA, not Brad, not Bradshaw and uh, Ron as individuals, because I worked with them both as individuals. But as the APA, uh, as a as a unit, very difficult, especially when they didn't want to put over the two little guys, meaning me and X Pac. Oh, they beat they beat us up bad. We went over live on SmackDown, and they were weren't too happy putting over to two 200 pound kids, you know, cause they're big dudes. They weren't happy. Oh, we have, we got our asses handed to us. Um, but yeah, Vader and, uh, APA and who that's, that, that, that's really it, man. Everybody else was uh, pretty super cool, but those are the, those are the guys that, you know, and again, but I also worked with JBL when he was Justin Hawk Bradshaw. Um, uh, you know, for several like long singles matches and stuff, and he was—he's wonderful. I mean, he's a talented dude. Um, I know, just no heat, but uh, just like you know, if he didn't want to work with you, <laughs> now, you're, you're you're beat. You know. Did, did you ever, you know, back then, you know, the, the early mid '90s? Did you ever see Justin Hawk Bradshaw as one day being the heavyweight champion? No, he was—he <laughs> was right up there with Aldo Montoya. Being managed by Dutch Mantel, me, Dirty Dutch, and fucking JBL, really? No, I. But I mean, he—he's really he is. Again, I—he's I, never done anything to me. Um, you know, he's—he's he's a good, talented dude, man. I mean, you know, a lot of guys don't like him because of his ways, but to me, I—I I can't complain. I and mean, there's no fear or anything. I would tell you if I didn't like him. Good dude, man. He always on, all honest in the ring. Uh, always sold for me. Uh, never stiffed me unnecessarily. Like you know, he laid it in. Don't get me wrong. Like the clothesline from hell, he was bringing that shit. <laughs> that was coming. But that's okay. Like he didn't hurt me. Like you know, it was. You know, it's pro wrestling, dude. You're gonna get hit. Um, now, it wasn't like it wasn't egregious. Let's just say. Now at one night stand, what was the locker room like backstage after the show when? Blue Meanie got pretty messed up by JBL. Uh, 
brother. You're, that was 2006. Yeah. Not the original one. Um, but I, sad thing is, I was so effed up that I don't even remember. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, I was. I didn't care. I wasn't on the show. And I just had to do like this. I remember the first one. Oh, and this is going to, and Jericho hates me for this. <laughs> to this day, to this day, he hates me. There's that one shot. It was him and Lance in the first one night stand opening match. And do you remember where he like he gets the roll up and Jericho kick, you know, gets the kick off and I slam him with the stick. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, you got to understand. I Chris Jericho. I came up with him. He was my seventh ever match in professional wrestling. I was trained by Lance in the in the Hearts. So there's a whole Calgary relationship. So Jericho goes literally beat the snot out of me my entire career i get one shot <laughs> one shot with the singapore and i know he's not coming you know like there's no receipt he, you know he's doing fozzy okay mother really kiss the stick oh here you come pretty little blonde home run bitch he cried oh you stiffed me peach you got so pissed i'm like bitch you fucking beat the sh- the shit out of me for years. How dare you? <laughs> so, amen, motherfucker. Now, there you go. Right quick, I want I want to play something uh, for the one caller that we had called in, uh, just to bring back some great memories of the greatest stable in the history of professional wrestling. Oh, Yo, you dealing with the X Factor? I got everything oh. I ever Yo. wanted, and I'll never Yo. get that back. I'll never get Yo. that back. Oh, I knew you hated that factor, but you ain't gotta look at me like that. I said you ain't gotta look at me like that. I know you're watching, but you ain't losing. But what you looking at? What you looking at? Dude, it's better than Jim Johnson's shit. I love that. Look, I'm not gonna lie. I Dude. when I was a kid, I I love that song. I I got again again. I have a platinum plaque on my wall that says Uncle Cracker, just incredible. It was worth it. All the heat. People are still talking about it, right? If it was like okay. some some jabroni Jim Johnson like like riff like Jimmy Hart written bullshit, like nobody would remember it. At least that's what we wanted to accomplish. And we didn't at the time, like people didn't get it. But it was like we wanted it to be heat. Like you know what I'm saying? Like like we're pretentious like this is not like what you know what i mean i don't know it worked for us it, i got it i still get it we're talking Dude, about it so right Dude, i'm not gonna lie this this weekend i i made a trip to alabama we were singing that song all weekend so that's that's great all right all right well oh we got God, about we're 90 seconds oh scott yeah. hall is on is scott hall oh that was a uh, uh, a while ago but he really he liked something we did um, All right. So real quick, let's plug some things. Um, yeah, let's go. Can... Hey, let's let's plug first of all next week. Oh yeah. Let's plug most importantly, CrediblePod.com is the most important thing we need to worry about. Um, yeah. That's where we're dropping the next thing. It's going to be awesome. I hope you guys like this one. The next one. Okay, countdown. Uh, next one's going to be even better. At PJ Polacco, ProWrestlingTees.com, backslash, just incredible for all the swag. Jay, hit him up with the finish. Uh, Twitter, CrediblePod, uh, YouTube.com. Instagram, the whole gimmick, all the, yeah. all the, all the board. Facebook.com slash CrediblePod. 
um, patreon.com slash credible pod. So much stuff out there, tons of content. Uh, you're going to be able to catch this show uh, replays on iTunes right here on CrediblePod.com, uh, Stitcher, Podbean, all those fun things. Um, are we missing anything? Have we forgotten no, anything? No, sir. No, no, we're perfect, brother. Someone oh, just, this is awesome. Someone just tweeted the picture of you whacking Jericho with the cane. Uh, yes, you're going to see that. Uh, someone uh, has to uh, tag Jericho in that. All right. Peace. <laughs> Thank you guys. Thank next you guys week. Next week. See you all there. Thank we'll be you. Here next week. Thank you, Fuck guys. yeah, dude. Thank Yo, you. you dealing with the X Factor. I got everything I ever wanted, and I'll never Yo. get that back. Yo. Oh, I-